0: Every Tuesday joins us. Buck, did you play around the same time as Dominic Rayola did in Nebraska? Um you know what, Bill, I'm not sure.
1: I what I came out in ninety right. so I, I'm not, I think I may have missed Dominico maybe we our paths crossed a little bit.
0: I can't we remember. Just, we were just <laughs> talking his his son's a five star quarterback who has moved all over the place. Played his last year in Georgia though being committed to Georgia, and right now he's taking a last-minute trip to Nebraska, and we were just kind of speculating on that. They've had some incredible names through the years. Dean Steinkeuler was just a beast Mm -hmm. of an offensive line. Dave Remington, Dominic Rayola, I'm leaving somehow. But this kid's a legacy. That one's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been talking about this kid, it seems like, for the last 10 years, right? Uh, (laughs) And I'm exaggerating. But COVID – you know, it's interesting. You bring up the transfer, move around, and then also guys getting. I've been on. I've been calling games long enough where I don't ever remember eighth-year players, but I've seen a few of those now with the COVID year, and now with the transfer opportunity, you got quarterbacks that have been able to transfer multiple times. And if if I'm smart, if if I'm their parent, I I tell them to do that as long as they can because they can keep making money at the college level and may not even ever play play at the pro level. So. It'll be interesting to see how his career turns out. We've seen a lot of guys that have, uh, you know, been at one school and then you see them at multiple schools uh, because they want the opportunity to keep playing, but also be in a position where they uh, can capitalize on that NIL money.
0: Buck, I wanted to ask you, being uh, a UCLA alum, played there, Dante Moore. We all know he's leaving. There's been talk about various schools, Michigan State, Miami. Remember, he was briefly committed from signing day to Oregon. Now, Oregon's already taken in Dylan Gabriel. I don't know if that's ace that out. What type of future does Dante Moore have? What did you see in him? I saw a lot
1: of arm talent. Um, I saw that he wasn't always put in the best possible place to make plays, uh, on his behalf, but also saw a young guy that really, um, you know, I, I don't know if he, you know, sometimes you can see guys and their body language tells you they're just, they're struggling mentally now, a little bit. I started to see some of that with him, uh, just because when you have that many pick sixes or that, that many opportunities not to play well, it gets in your head, but let's, let's be, let's let's be clear here. He went to Utah and played as a freshman, that ain't an easy place to play. And some of the other things that were just taking place within the program, we can see now some of those guys transferring out. So I don't put all the blame on Dante. I definitely don't, but I think, you know, now he's got to go somewhere where he can find a place that's going to allow him to really thrive and grow. And I think he's more of a pure pocket passer. And Chip was trying to work some things where he could be a passer and move around, and that, that, that maybe is not his game. And so I, I think um, and um from the big scheme of things, things i think he also has has to be in a position where he he can understand uh that he has an offensive line that's going to protect him you know ucla's offensive line was not very good this year let's just call, call it what it is and so i think sometimes that's why you have to do some of the move and get get the guys out of the pocket so he's got to find a place where he's got some receivers that can go make plays because he has a arm talent uh just got to clean up some of the things of, of throwing the ball to the other side and, and mentally clean that up i think athletic and skill-wise, he's probably got some of the best skill I've seen from a young player this year.
0: Sam Hartman will not play in Notre Dame's bowl game, which is not surprising. That's something we see. What is his future, Buck? What kind of draft pick is he?
1: I've always been intrigued by Sam. I just don't know how he matches up as a pure quarterback at the next level. You know, because of the slow mess that he ran for so long. Now we did get to see him at Notre Dame, and it looked like he was able to throw the ball pretty well and make some plays there. But I don't know. Um, yeah, Maybe he is Sam Howell. Remember how Sam Howell was coming out, and a lot of people didn't think he was going to translate to the next level, and I always thought Sam Howell was a really good player. I kind of see some of that in Hartman, where... He you know people may undervalue him, but he's played a lot of football and I think that might give Sam Hartman a chance to to really thrive at that next at the pro level
0: I know we watched him at Wake, and you're right they ran a lot of snow mesh, and his athleticism was featured it wasn't so much at Notre Dame. His athleticism featured, and they struggled to find what package fit him. But here's the one thing, Buck, that disappointed me, and it wasn't coaching mm-hmm. or this or that. His arm talent wasn't what I thought it was. I never thought it was great, mm-hmm. but it was mm-hmm. his arm talent was a more limited Buck than I even thought.
1: Yeah, and and I think I think that was the one thing that. Uh, you and probably a lot of other people thought as well, because now you have a chance to really air it out and put the ball around, right. and that and that system. But you you didn't display it, and and I think you know what it was for me, Bill. It wasn't as consistent, because I saw some game where oh man, you can see it, and in other games, mm. and and he just couldn't drive the ball at certain times. But I, I mean, hey, hey, Steve Walsh. I played with Steve Walsh. Uh, in New Orleans. And Steve didn't have the greatest arm, but he, he, his ability to anticipate where guys were going to go to get the ball to him was probably next level. He played a, quite a quite a few years in the league as a backup and started some games. And so, and I know Sam's arm is stronger than that, but it's still, I, I think you're right. Since we didn't get to see it at Wake, now I, do, I will say this, what I saw at Wake a lot was his deep ball ability. He He could really throw the deep ball well, because I think he would just—he would knew where to put it as far as where his receiver was going to be, and he had some dudes at, at Wake that could really run. So that's what made me think. Well, he gets in his Notre Dame office; they start running some posts, corners, some different things, you know, that would put him in a position to kind of display that you didn't always see it.
0: Charles buckle with us, Buck, you being a Houston kid. Mike Elko has that Aggie job he's trying to put together his staff. Obviously, resources not a problem. They've had quite a few names in the portal. Is that something to be expected, nothing to worry about? Uh, I
1: think it's to be expected. Uh, I I think what you're going to see is a turnover of what's at A&M's roster some of the guys that play for him at Duke if he's interested because he had some really talented players at Duke. And, and talented in the way. Uh, they played hard every play, especially on defense. Uh, they had some really good offensive players. I'm, I'm surprised we haven't seen Riley Leonard's name uh, attached to him, but you know Riley Leonard sounds like he could be going to Notre Dame <laughs> this route. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I'm not completely shocked by what, what, what you're seeing there. Um, they haven't won games. And I don't care how many stars you have until you have wins with those stars. And A&M has been been much maligned for a while with the ability to recruit. Uh, it, they've almost flipped the script with Texas. Remember when Texas was recruiting all these great, supposedly talented players but weren't winning? You're seeing that at A&M now, and it's almost flipped. And now that they're both in the conference together and are going to be forced to play games where they wouldn't play them while they uh, – separated and had a bad ugly breakup now they're gonna have to play each other and A&M's gonna have to recruit better and I think Mike is gonna help him with that because he knows he he understands what he's getting into there you're gonna have to uh you got all the money in the world but you've got all the resources in the world but you got a lot of people pulling on you just like you would over in Austin so I'm I'm interested to see how he gets that going again and I know he's he's gonna get some talented transfers in because guys that have play for him love playing for him and then he's going to get those young guys to understand this is this is what we have to do to be successful it's not about how many stars you have how many instagram followers you have how many uh, any of that crap it's all about what you do on the field and productive every day in practice and i think that's what and is needed for a while so it'll be interesting to see if they allow him to have the time to do that
0: no Kev up in Chicago. Bill, ask Buck, is Chip safe? Definitely not getting fired.
1: Uh, I don't think this year. Um, I, here's the thing with Chip. you got a lot of factors going on. Martin Jarman is the AD. Uh, you know, Martin came from Ohio State. I wouldn't be shocked if once Gene Smith decides to retire, that Martin ends up back there. Uh, you've got a new chancellor coming in. So I don't think Martin wants to be – uh, be in the position to fire Chip. He wants to allow the, the new chancellor, maybe even an AD besides himself, to 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 do that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't call it, man. It's um, you see programs that have had way worse records and way worse opportunities and things, and not lost as many transfers, make moves. So I never call for people to be fired. I'm just interested in what they're doing now, and it, it doesn't seem like. And when you lose a a defense, this is the one thing that that bothered me the most. When you lose the Anton Lynn for $1 million, you could have have afforded to keep him, but you didn't. So that that worried me the most because you had an opportunity to keep the defensive staff in place that would help you no matter who your quarterback was because you're going to have to bring along one of your younger quarterbacks or somebody else that transfers in. And nobody seems to want to transfer into UCLA right now because they're uncertain if Chip's going to be there for the long haul. So there's a lot of things going on in Westwood right now as you're transitioning into the Big Ten. And if you don't get that right, that's not going to be pretty for you in that first year of Big Ten play.
0: Just what Buck was talking about, defensive coordinator at UCLA is leaving left to go to Southern Cal to try and fix that broken defense. Buck, you're saying that was a financial issue? Was UCLA not going to be competitive money-wise?
1: They, 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 they said they were going to be competitive, but I think they lost them bill by a mil, maybe a little bit over a mil. It was shocking to hear some of the background on that, but... The more I'm around our, that UCLA program sometimes, the the less I'm surprised by things. Uh, to me, you think you, you, you want to hold on to that guy when you have the defense that they had this past year. The defense was the reason why UCLA has gone to a ball game and why they've been successful this year, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that was a little bit shocking to see how that all went down. And that's what well, I was so- told. It was a million dollars. So if, if, if somebody, if somebody wants to correct me on it, and I haven't been corrected yet, <laughs> <laughs> correct me please.
0: Charles Buckle is with us. That was a good high for USC.
1: That was a great high for USC. Bill, I'll say this about USC. Um, you know the hate and disdain that that you may have for the Trojans if you're a Bruin. It, it's 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 understandable. But the thing I will say about this is Lincoln knew he had to finally get an a defensive guy. He fired one of his best friends, which is not ever easy to do. And then he goes out and gets one of the hottest assistants in college football who probably should have won the Brawls Award for the top assistant. Didn't win that, but he was nominated. But what he does, man, is when you watch them practice, they fly to the football. Guys understand what they're supposed to be doing. And, man, when he turns up pressure on second along or third along, somebody's going to get home. And it might be multiple somebodies. Because UCLA defense had a lot of athletic guys in the past few years but they didn't play very well, and you could see it in spurts this year. They were put in harm's way and didn't win some games. And, and down the stretch, they had some injuries. But I loved how their front played. I loved how their linebackers played, who were coached by Ken Norton. And don't get me started on why Ken isn't in the interim DM, a D-line a defensive coordinator for the ball game. That's beyond me. And that gives them a chance to lose him potentially back to SE or somewhere else.
0: Ken Norton, Jr., man. Oh, gosh. That... No. Nah.
1: Hey, I, I, Bill, I practiced against that dude for two years. Talked more trash than a mother, but got me ready for the NFL as much as anybody during my UCLA time. Ken has always been a, a favorite of mine, uh, not on the football field always, but, but just from a person, man. He helped me get so much better and prepared to play ball as, as much as James Washington. I, I got a list, list of names, but those two popped to mind right away
0: question here for you buck wants to know how does florida state and georgia get their teams motivated for a bowl game considering they're not in the playoffs Uh,
1: you've got young guys that want to play because they haven't had a chance to really show themselves you've got kirby who is probably one of the the best motivators right now on the block uh mike norvell uh, us against the world. Why did they let everybody? You know that whole everybody versus Michigan. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna take that and take it to the nth degree for meaning for 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 Florida State. Um, they're both really talented coaches from the standpoint of recruiting and getting guys in a position. But this, to me, is one of the best jobs you can see. Is if a guy can get a group that's already licking their wounds and a little upset, ready to play. And I think you got two of the best coaches to do that. I think we'll have a very competitive game because they have some young players that they don't care that they didn't get to whatever game it was. They know they'll get a chance to shine and play hard. And I think, you know, whenever you're playing Georgia, if you're Florida State, you want to show, hey, I'm from the ACC, but I don't care who you are, who you where you come from, and Georgia knows everybody's looking for them. They're marked. So I think that's how they get those guys ready to play. It's just, you, you know, you gotta, you got to be real with you guys. Hey, look, this is not where we want it to be, but this is where we are. So how do we handle it? How do we manage it? And how do we go out here and, and show who we are from the opening snap to the end of the, the final whistle? But- hey, Bill, i got one thing for you, too, real quick. Yeah. yeah. Real quick. I know you were going off. When you're a wide receiver, I saw the Chiefs game, I called it. You always ask the official, hey, am I good? I've been doing that since I was in eighth grade. I mean, uh, eight years old. All Kadarius Tony had to do was look outside. Am I good? And he would have not been offside. And they, and they can't be upset with everybody else. I was the Chiefs' receivers are not good
0: right now. Bud, appreciate it, bud. See you next week.
1: Thank you, man. All right.